Cali with my Jacob on. See how time yeah, flies. The underdogs on top. And I'm gonna shine, homie, until my heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. Hated the love with the underdogs on top, and I'm gonna shine on me until my heart stops. Go ahead, envy me. I'm Raps MVP, and I ain't going nowhere so you can get to know me. From the beginning to the end, losers lose, winners win. This is real, we ain't got to pretend. The cold world that we in, it's full of pressure and pain. Enough of me, nigga, now listen to game. Used to see 5 0 throw the crack by the bitch, now I'm fucking with 5 0, it's all starting to make sense. My mind's happy, shit. All right, all right, all right, people. We're here with a special edition of Winners Win. This isn't a normal episode with the boys. We got we got a couple of the boys here, but this is the Stranger Things Season 4 recap. And Stranger Things 4 is breaking tons of records right now. I saw some stat where most streamable show in the history of Netflix, et cetera, et cetera. If you clicked on this, you watch Stranger Things. This isn't the bro talk. This isn't the bullshit we always do. Still going to have a good time. This is a different vibe here. This is if you watch Stranger Things and you enjoyed it. This is a little side episode, a little recap. To the left of me, I got my boy, one of the OG crew members of Winner's Win, Mr. Dylan Mumal. Dylan Mumal, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How about yourself? It's all good, bro. We got two new members on the team. They're going to be here for episodes in the future. We got, to my left, my lovely wife, Smoke Show, Dime Package, Miss Lacey Johnson. How you doing, Lacey? Wonderful. Did you enjoy Stranger Things 4? I did. And, last but not least, the one you came here to see, the main event, Mr. Brett Doxy. What's up, Brett? How's it going, guys? Brett? was actually the first one in this crew that watched Stranger Things 4. We were all kind of hanging out, yada, yada. And, and I think he overheard me and Moomaw talking about Stranger Things. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've already watched that. And, yeah, Hopper's in prison. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Stop! I'm going to watch it. We ended up watching it later that night. Me and Lacey went and watched, I think, three or four episodes of it, and we finished it the next day. Because there's nothing better than binge-watching Stranger Things. Right, Moomaw? Mm-hmm. And let the record show Brett is the worst. The worst about spoiling shit for other people. Because it's so good. <laughs> Feels so good to spoil. <laughs> yeah. Perfect place to do it now. <laughs> okay, and by the way, when we're talking spoilers, good segue into... Also, if you haven't watched Stranger Things, this is nothing but spoiler alerts. <laughs> so turn this shit off if, you, if you're really going to get mad about some spoilers right now. This is only Stranger Things. So we're going to go ahead and get it kicked off. It was, uh, episode one was called the Hellfire Club, and it, and it opens up, Elle's at another school in California, I think she got witness protection, and she's in California, you see, uh, Mike, and you see that, uh, Lucas? No, not Mike, you see Mike, and you see Dustin, they're in this group called the Hellfire Club, which is their D&D, uh, club, and, uh, they introduce some new characters, like Eddie Munson, who was... By far, my favorite character of this new season. He was great. I know they blame the murder on him later, but he was very funny. 
Lacey, did you like Eddie? I love Eddie. He was made re- the show. He really didn't make the show, in my opinion. False news. Whoa. Uh-uh. Come on. Tell us about Eddie. You like him? No, I, I fucking hate him. Like, why? I, I don't. He he was a chump, an absolute chump. In like episode one, like midway through, whenever he's running for like president of the Hellfire Club or some shit like that, he was talking about. He was like, "Oh, I've been in high school so many years," and he was like, "This is my year. This is my year. <laughs> this is say gonna he be was it. Like a it's like you're a fucking dropout, dude. Yeah. You're you're a low life piece." He was of that, shit. but it's his character. I thought I think that was a part of his character that made him who he was. I think they said he was a senior for like three years or something. Well, he was 21. <laughs> he looked like he was 31, by the way. But I was 19 when I graduated. What are you trying to say about old people graduating? <laughs> <laughs> well, Moomaw's saying that he's you're a bum pretty much. Wow. Absolutely. So one of the things in season one, it's it, it kind of starts with, I, I know it keeps doing flashbacks from Eleven in the Rainbow Room and killing all of the, uh, the well, you see a, a bunch of bloody kids and killed kids. And there was actually a disclaimer at the beginning. Did y'all see that? Where it said, due to the recent tragedies at the Texas high school, we don't condone this, et cetera. We, we shot this a year ago. It's pretty interesting that they threw that in there, but mm-hmm. so in the beginning it has you thinking: Did Eleven kill everybody in the room? Did uh, Brett? Did you think Eleven killed everybody in the Rainbow Room? No, I think it was just the things in her mind. The, ah, uh, the doctor, doctor, whatever his name was, blah blah blah. Brenner. Yeah, playing with her mind, and he had her believing. So you're saying that he had her believing that she did that? Yes. Cool. I think feeling that she was like a terrible person that she shouldn't be in this world. Because this dude's probably got total mind control on her, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mumal, what did you think? I was not thinking that. Well, I was thinking that L really did do it. Because Same. whenever whenever it goes to the scene of whenever it first opened up, when L Okay, she apparently killed all the all the kids in her class. Yeah. Having flashbacks. Well, yeah. All of a sudden Brenner, Dr. Brenner comes up and he's just like, what did you do? And it keep, it keeps throwing that scene. It, I think it threw out that what scene like three a, times? A lot, three times? Right, a lot. Mm-hmm. Later on in that episode, you see Joyce gets a mysterious package sent to her out, out in California. She notices the stamps. They look Russian or you don't really, I mean, you assume it's Russian or whatever. And when she opens it up, it's a real creepy Russian doll. And she ends up uh, talking to Murray, I think, on the phone on what should she do with it. Murray tells her to break it. I think she picks up a big concrete block or something on it. <laughs> she was dropping a fucking paint can on it, I think, at yeah, one point in time mm-hmm. on a rope. A tree on a pulley dropped and yeah. dropped it on it ends up breaking it. There's a, It's a note in there, and it seems to be uh, from Hopper. I think it said, uh, it, it seemed to be a sign from Hopper, et cetera, et cetera. So she calls Murray. I think it's Murray's ends up coming into town. But one thing you notice when uh, L's at school, other than all the bullying scenes, they went extra heavy on L getting bullied, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's like, I think they were trying to put something like real-life stuff that's happening today yeah. in movie today, you know? It, it especially, especially when Elle lied. When oh. Elle lied. Yep. She wanted everything to seem like it was all good in California. Yeah, she was saying that uh, old blonde-haired chick was like one of her, her best partner. friends and stuff like that, and then all of a sudden she just gets and the whole, knocked. One of the main themes and sayings from episode, I mean, season one, two, three, et cetera, friends don't lie. They used to always, she used to always mm-hmm. say that, you know, when she could not speak good yeah. English or whatever. But one thing you notice is kind of weird is uh, Max and Lucas broke up. So apparently after Billy died at the end of season three, which would be Max's brother, uh, her and Lucas were together. I guess after that, she was never the same or she's been going through some shit. So you notice Max is, a, I mean, uh, 
Lucas is a basketball star now, or he's on the team, and they got a really good team, and Max is going through some shit with her brother. Didn't even know they were together. Why didn't you know they were together? How do you three? not know they were together? What? Because me and Robert started watching this a long time ago, and then a couple days, I wasn't there when he wanted to watch TV and he and I watched couldn't oh. live without it. <laughs> a lot of stuff. I needed it. So I happened to catch like the end of every season and bits and pieces in between, but I actually watched this one completely for uh, once. Does anybody think that Max? Max was the redhead. Yeah. Chick, yeah. You think she was do- doing them pills because she was like a druggie or that was really helping her? Though? She was depressed she and was, mega depressed. They said, they said a, ma- a, a main symptom of the Vecna stuff was headaches. Uh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was just Tylenol. It was just Tylenol. Okay. It, wasn't pills. it was just Tylenol. I think she was depressed. <laughs> Brett's been lived in Starks too long. Uh, she was depressed. Her, she brother, was her own brother died. <laughs> you, think, you think Max was selling pills? <laughs> so. The one thing, I, my favorite part about the season, I loved season one, was maybe one of my favorite shows of all time. Season two, I watched it. It kind of, I liked it. It kind of lost me. Season three, mm-hmm. I watched it. It's it, Season one was so good that I would always watch no matter what. But whatever came out. Me and Mumal were actually hanging out on a Sunday, two Sundays ago. And I told him, I was like, look, season one was so good. I'm going to watch whatever they come out with. And little did I know that they were going to come out with an absolute banger of a season four. Yeah, because me and Robert had no idea how how uh, season four was going to go. And Brett was ready to let us no know idea. how season four was going to go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so my favorite thing about the season, and this could just be me, I love how dark it got. You see cradles on fire with babies in them. You see uh, levitation. You see eyes being popped out via Vecna. You see limbs snapping while floating. It gets deep and dark, and I'm here. It was kind of scarier than the other three episodes. Not gonna lie, like when that stuff come on, and it was eleven o'clock at night. You know what Brett did? He took that remote control, and he kind of skipped past the scary parts a little bit. I did. I was scared. I was scared. Did you watch Shrek afterwards? Brett. Brett turned on the Disney Channel. So it gets a little spooky, and I and I'm here for that. And uh. So at the end, you see uh, Chrissy dies is the first death you see. Eddie, she goes in with Eddie Munson to the trailer house. She wanted to get some more drugs. He offered her weed. She wanted something stronger. He's looking. She Eventually, she's getting overtaken by Vecna. No, she was already overtaken by Vecna when she met Eddie. It got worse and worse yeah. and worse, and eventually yeah. she gets overtaken. You're right. It was She already had the Vecna curse, I guess yep. we'll call that. Yeah. She wanted the drugs to kind of calm it all down, basically. Correct. She was looking for anything to get out of that state she of mind. the strongest thing he had. And... and she got the V. She got the dirty V. As oh, well. yeah. So she's floating. Her eyes are popping out. Boom, boom. She's dead. Eddie freaks out, shits the bed, runs to the lake house, I guess, correct? Yeah, a little cabin deal. So that's the end of episode one, and you're thinking, Jesus, here we go. It's getting dark. I love it. He went straight to Reefer Rick's house. Straight to Reefer Rick's. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Then season two is, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, episode two is called Vecna's Curse. I think they kind of introduced maybe a little bit of Hopper there and then Russia. With spoil or what Brett tried to spoil. Brett was like, oh, Hopper's in a camp. He's in prison. There's a lot going on in 
every episode. I know, and the whole time, all I could think about was, can Hopper just get back to Joyce? <laughs> yep. I just want Hopper and Joyce yep. to be together. He keeps and cutting everything. back and forth. To That's everything. right. There's a lot of storylines to keep up with, but I thought it was the right amount of storylines because I've watched shows before. I'd be like, okay, too many storylines. Yeah, there was like what four? There was. Yeah, you could still keep you up could, with yeah, it. Had, you like had her. Nancy and her shit that was going on. You had the California shit that was going on. You had Hopper shit that was going on. You had, and you had Joyce Hawkins. and Hawkins High. You had Joyce and Murray. It was a lot of. It's a lot, but I was here for it. I liked it. So you see Hopper is in Russia. You you kind of get a, uh, an idea in episode, on episode two. Max is having a panic uh, present day and takes more Tylenol. And uh, that's only to see the cops at Eddie's. And Mike, arri- Mike arrives at California. He's greeted by Eleven. This is uh, Things are starting to get better. Mike is showing up to California, and Eleven starts lying to her. Right, Mumal? Mm-hmm. Lying to Mike. Absolutely lying. Give us some examples. When... They went to uh, the skating rink. I don't remember the exact name of it, but uh, it was just like an like an old style skating rink. Felt pretty pretty cool to look at that. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty badass. But anyway, they L and uh, Mike were going to the skating rink, and the whole time, like on the way there, she's lying to him about how she has all these friends and how school is going so great. Did she lie notes too, Lacey? Didn't she write him notes and was saying about everything's good? Yeah, she was saying everything's good the whole time. So in this episode as well, Murray, because Joyce found the letter, calls Murray, says, "Uh, I need you to come here. Hopper could be alive. Murray, so Murray comes out there. They lead the letter. They see that a person who signed it was also Enzo. So they're trying to figure out who the fuck Enzo is. (laughs) So they end up. uh, But she thinks it's from because they went to that restaurant. Something Enzo's, and I think that's what it was. That that, that was the said. reference that Enzo was. That was yeah. the last place they went. Correct, correct, correct. So the whole time it has the whole town of Hawkins is thinking. Well, the police, not the whole town yet. The police department are thinking that Eddie killed Chrissy uh, because it was there. He's a troubled teen. Yada yada. It looked like he would have done it. I think the Hellfire he, Club he, is a devil worshiper. I don't think, thing I don't think we're there yet, but that does get to that. Yeah, but they, says, thought, they uh, thought Eddie's dad was like a, or da- Eddie's dad or uncle, I don't remember what it was. It was his but, uncle, he lived with his uncle. Yeah, he lived, in, he he, wor- he was off working or whatever when it happened, so they, they like blamed everything on him. So they're looking for leads because Dustin knows that Eddie did not do it. Dustin is the brains, my, uh, Dustin's probably my favorite character overall. I love Dustin, I love Hopper, I loved Eddie. Anyways, Dustin, they're looking for leads. Max finds a lead, they're all in the video store, and they, excuse me, they find a lead that, uh, that Eddie gets his drugs from a guy named Reefer Rick, and they look up and see he's got a bunch of Cheech and Chong movies recorded, I mean, uh, rented out. And so they decide to get the address from there and go check out Reefer Rick's. So after that, uh, back of the trailer park, Nancy can't. Uh, Nancy is with her friend. I think they work at a newspaper together. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a real young, nerdy guy. You don't know a lot about his backstory. His name's Fred. The police lets him in. Uh, they're looking for clues, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but it cuts back and, and then she can't find Fred. So uh, what what becomes apparent in this episode is that previously Fred killed someone in a car accident and fled the scene. Do you remember that? It shows a little backstory of he actually did something pretty shitty. Yeah, it's a yep. burn, burning car and left the guy there to burn. He's got a scar on his face or something. So my question, does Vecna, does Vecna only attack people? Does yeah? Does Vecna only attack people with a past, or he just feeds on past? If you have a past, what do you think, Lacey? I feel like it's people with trauma that they yeah they have something their past. They're that, easier to to yeah. go under the web of Vecna. Yeah, 
Yeah, are already fragile. Uh, I'm with Lacey on this one because uh, uh, somewhere, somewhere, I think it was Max, Max, or maybe uh Sinclair that said it. That's attacking people with like very like bad traumas and shit and stuff like that. Okay. So. So uh, at the end of this episode, I'm I'm pretty sure Fred gets, uh, he actually gets killed at the end of this episode. I'm I'm almost sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure yet. But uh, I think Fred gets floated up in the, mm-hmm. and, you know, he, he gets yeah. overtaken by Vecna, gets floated middle up. Middle of the road. Middle of the road. But they don't find him in that episode, I don't think. No, I don't think so episode. either, yep. But you do see if, uh, it had me thinking at the end of that episode, oh man, Vecna only goes after people who uh, who done something really shitty in the past. But as you yep. go further, I think it's just he's attacking a weakness. Like, because whenever he's, he, you'll learn, we're going to learn next about, he goes after Max and, Max that's just what, that's what, the Billy death. Yeah, yeah, what about Max? Max never done nothing shitty. Except broke up except with the No, no, but she had yes. trauma. That's 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 what I don't remember specifically, like I said a while ago. I don't remember who did it, who said it. But I want to say it was Sinclair. But anyway, it it goes after trauma. That, I, I'm pretty sure. I think so, too. So, episode three was called The Monster and the Superhero. So, we get transported to another location. It's uh, It opens up in Ruth, Nevada with uh, Colonel Sullivan. And the army shows up at Dr. Owens' house. It's the, the good doctor who lures Elle to come with her to get her powers back. But the army is at his house trying to debo him. You remember they come in a helicopter? <laughs> yeah, they're trying to strong arm him because they say, you know where she's at, et cetera, boom, boom, boom. And uh, so he finally gets them away. And once he gets the army to leave, he immediately goes after it to go find Eleven, which Eleven is, at this point, Already went through the skating rink scene, which was super fucking gnarly, by the way. She mm-hmm. she wraps that uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking <laughs> skate around that skate on old girl's nose. And I know if if you're just any kind of decent human, whenever she did that, you were like, "Let's fucking go." Whenever she hit her with Dude, that, that wheel, had to fucking hurt. I don't know. Uh, that was pretty graphic too. And I mean, L, it was so much. It was the pick on her in class. It was the destroyer presentation. It was they had to make her seat seem like she didn't fit in. For sure, they did a good. I think they did a good job with that. I was almost like because God, she's she already ever, different, and they wanted. She ever going to kill these some bitches with her powers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she didn't have her power at that time, you know. Kick her in the mouth. Remember, but in the courtyard, remember she was ready to bust them powers out. That was embarrassing. I laughed at that. Point. <laughs> 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 Nothing happened. I was like, just, just walk away. So Brett, whenever it got really dark and super scary that night, and you kind of instead of fast forwarding it, why didn't you just stand up in your tidy whities in bed and go? <laughs> <laughs> Because I knew I didn't have superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, over dinner, Joyce tells everyone that she's going on a work trip in Alaska and Jonathan's going to be in charge. And we we got some Jonathan drama coming later because uh, we got some theories that uh, Steve is definitely... Oh, it's Mr. Steel, your girl. <laughs> Steve's with an epic comeback on Nancy, but that, that we'll talk about that later. Absolutely. So back in Hawkins, uh, the group the group brings Eddie food. They're at the lake house, etc. They tell him the cops think he killed Christy, and they're looking for him. And uh, and all they have to do is find Vecna and prove Eddie's innocence, which obviously is easier said than done. Dustin's like, oh, that's all we got to do, blah blah blah. But we used to have a girl with superpowers, and Eddie's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's where we're at on episode three. Uh, they meet up with Nancy at the trailer park and explain everything that's happened. They decide to split up once Nancy has a hunch about something. She and Robin head to the library while Max, Dustin, Steve head to the school's counselors after they discover Chrissy was also going 
to her for sessions. Nancy wants to know more about Victor Creel and tells Robin she thinks he could be involved in the murder somehow. So this is when they're in the, the library and they're going through the, the badass old machine looking at old newspapers. But you didn't talk about how she got his name. Yeah, how'd she get that? From talking to when Nancy went to the trailer park with the nerdy guy. What is his name? Where did Victor Creel, where'd they get the name from? No, no, no. From, she talked the, to... The guy in the prison. Well, no she talked to... No, we know, we know who Victor Creel is. Oh. His dad, and gave her that uh, name. Eddie Munson's uncle. Eddie, gave sorry, why am I saying his name's Billy? Why well, was last year's guy? <laughs> Eddie Munson. See, this is what happens when I miss He's gone. This is what happens when I miss episodes. Okay, it's a lot of names. Eddie Munson's uncle gave the name uncle. Victor Creel? Yeah, that guy. Okay, so that's when they went to the library, and they're looking for articles of Victor she, Creel. Yeah. Okay. So they're in the light. They're looking, et cetera, et cetera. Boom, boom. Uh, yeah, but at that that point in time, they're like thrown for a loop because then they're trying to trace the principal because they think the principal has something to do with everything because the people who've died, Chrissy and the nerdy guy, Not the principal, all guidance counselor. Or yeah, guidance counselor, whatever, whatever so, she was. Good segue into to right now is that uh, Max, Dustin, and Steve head to the school's counselor after they discover Christy was also going to her for sessions. Yep. Nancy wants to know more about Victor Creel and tells Robin he could be involved in the murder somehow. I don't think they thought the counselor killed anybody. No, 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 no. She to, thinks, or had anything they, to do with it. They, it was just... They, they, they were suspicious about the counselor because Max, Max was... The counselor wanted Max to go to go do counseling too. I but think she never, she never did. People just tell counselor stuff. That was the whole yeah, point, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, but everybody was assuming. No one told yeah. nothing about it. It cuts it. Go ahead. No. So it, it cuts out. Uh, we cut out of the diner uh, where Owens is sitting with Eleven. He's got a lot of explaining to do. He tells her that she's not in trouble for the rink incident, which I thought she was going to do some hard time because that was gnarly. <laughs> but instead, sought her after because Hawkins is in danger. He describes the evil in the town. Elle's worried about her friends, et cetera, et cetera. The final scene of the episode is back at the school with Max learning more of the connections which link all the victims together and even link them to her. Fred and Chrissy had nosebleeds, nightmare headaches. Brett, it was Tylenol. It was not uh, Lorisette. <laughs> the Chrissy had nosebleeds, my, uh, nightmares, headaches, and were experiencing trauma before their deaths. This is the same thing Max is going through. She walks into the hallway and sees her grandfather clock on the floor before Vecner calls her name and his eyes, uh, his eyes glowing blue as they appear. So that's the end of that episode. You get it that Max is in deep shit. She's connected. She sees that these other two people that just died, they were going through the same symptoms as her. And she's not crazy. You said Max's grandpa's clock? No, uh, it was a... A grandfather clock. Yeah, she sees a grandfather clock on the wall before okay. Vecna calls her okay. name. And it's the clock that keeps reappearing re for all the... Yeah, that clock is like literally the, uh, the, the scene of every... It's in every single episode. Every single All episode. the way to the end. We're going to buy Brett one so yeah. he has one in his room so, so he has nightmares. Just so he can be in his tidy whitey staring at it. Absolutely not. So uh, <laughs> so in this episode, uh, this is where Hop makes his big escape at with the railroad track. He gets old boy to break his foot and he oh slips it off. It's pretty pretty graphic, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. And he, uh, so he escapes to a nearby town after he blows everything up and gets a uh, gets a snowmobile. He escapes to a, a nearby town, grabs a key into the building. In there, he finds boxes of peanut butter. He crushes that. He jar. fingers the shit out of that peanut butter. Golly! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sorry. He did. And so uh, 
So he finds a jar of peanut butter and eats it. He gets a bed to lay on. You're like, and you're, and it seems like finally Hopper made it. Like, yep. It, yep. Hopper's coming back to Hawkins. Oh my God. I was like, Joyce, go get him, Joyce. What about the other kids? And when, when did they start going to um, Dustin's girlfriend? I don't think that we're quite there yet. Whenever they go on the road trip to go to Salt Lake City to Dustin's girlfriend's house. Yeah, when do they start going? I don't, I don't, I don't think we're. I don't think we're there. That's like what, episode, episode six. Episode six. Yeah, six. God, beginning I thought of seven it was way earlier. Like so this is a pretty big deal. That's what I'm saying. In this episode, Robbie and Nancy meet Creel after they lie to that dean. You know, but you know they're about to get called if you. That was a creepy ass scene. Yeah, it was. That His Victor Creel scene was creepy. I skipped, I skipped that one. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. But you did. <laughs> you so Robbie and Nancy meet Creel, letting him know that uh, they think whatever killed his family is back in Hawkins. So, and he's probably kind of confused because he thinks the whole world thinks he killed him, and they and he sees somebody right there and who like actually believed him. So he kind of opens up to him, tells him the creepy old story about all the animals dying in his yard. Yep. Etc. And uh, there's a flash, a really cool flashback sequence where. Uh, here as Krill's recalling what happened years ago, we see a young Krill played by that cool Ozark character. Uh, I really liked him in Ozark, by the way. And uh, he says he had about a month of peace in the house until the evil appeared. The dead animals show up, yada, yada, yada. It tells the whole Krill story. I, I, at the uh, Then this is also the grave site where Max is uh, at the grave talking to Billy, and she gets overtaken. She's been giving letters out to you. I, I want to say she gave out like roughly 15 letters. Was that? Did uh, she yeah. do that yeah, we definitely we definitely skipped over that, and uh, but I know they go to the gravesite. I know Max reads her uh, her letter out loud. Darkness soon falls, and she hears an eerie laugh. While watching her for a little bit with Dustin and Lucas in the car, Steve decides to go check on her, make sure she's okay. When he gets over there, he uh, he realizes that she's in some sort of trance. Her eyes are rolled up. From Max's Max perspective, it seems Vecna is playing mind tricks on her. As she's in the upside down and can, is confronted by Billy, remember? So Vecna's playing deep strings with her mind and is like saying, this is all your fault. I'm mm-hmm. sure he does this to everybody. This is part of the trauma of it. Uh, so then she starts levitating. She's up in the air, et cetera, et cetera. I think it was Dustin's idea for the music, right? About Remember they had to play her favorite song to get her to come? No, yeah. it wasn't. It was Nancy and Robbins. They um, found out it was because Nancy the song. because Victor Krill because Victor Krill was laying in his bed after after they done went over that whole story inside inside of that asylum that whenever whenever he finished telling them about everything that happened about the animals dying and all all that all that good stuff all of a sudden he just they they asked him a question I don't remember the exact question but he just lays in bed like in a fetal position and just starts humming a song correct and rocking back and forth. So. And that was the song. It was actually called "Running Up the Hill" by Kate Bush. Yeah, that's what it was. No, that no, "Running Up the Hill" by Kate Bush is that's Max's, Max's song. favorite song. Yeah. That's right. So, and one thing about the Upside Down, it was different in this season. It wasn't because you actually she he, Max actually runs into Vecna's house. It seems like where he lives. It wasn't the normal Upside Down with the Demogorgons and all that shit. Right. It, it looks like it's. It looks like it's. You see remnants. Well, it of wasn't house. it wasn't Vecna's house. It was Victor Krill's house. Yes, and you see remnants of Vecta being there. Same person, but you know. No, no, it's, no not. it's not. It's the same person. Not. It's oh not. yeah, I'm sorry, Victor's son. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you're. So that's when Max draws all them pictures, and uh, is it? Nancy, yes, when Nancy she gets puts back, it together. When she gets back, that's right. Max that's drew the pictures saw. because there was no way anybody could visualize what and she Nancy saw. Nancy was like. 
seen this before. They start playing running up the hill, and remember she's able to see the real world. It gets her out of her trance of whatever Vecna's doing. She's able to see the real world. She starts running towards it. And I think at the very end of that episode, you don't, I don't, do, do you, does it show if she survives or not? Or does she make it out of the hole at the end of that episode? Uh, I, I want to say she, she came out. out because she was like 15 foot up in the fucking air. <laughs> and, and they laid like, I want to say, what was it, a mattress or a carter or something, something, something like that? Yeah. No, no, the, mat, no, the mattress not, was the other one. Yeah, the episode but, uh, ends they, with her. They just caught her and let her fall on the ground. I don't yeah. know. I was the like, she for ends. sure would break her legs if she, somebody really was that high in the air and they just <laughs> dropped down. 15 foot that'd up in the shitty. air, you're, you're, you're breaking something when you fall. Be, right? She falls down and, and uh, we saved you, bitch, but both of my legs are broken. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But it ends with, in the real world of her coming back to safety, which uh, starts... Uh, episode five, the Nina Project. This is uh, when you, you're learning more about Dr. Renner and the actual Nina Project of where they're at in uh, Vegas or wherever. And uh, you, you, the whole time, aren't, aren't you kind of struggling to think, is Dr. Renner a good guy or a bad guy? Dr. Brenner? I'm sorry, Dr. Brenner, I apologize. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? Were y'all thinking that the whole season? He's a bad guy. Well, for from season one all the way until all the way until this point, I'm thinking he's a bad guy. And I still think he's a bad guy, but I think he had a little bit of good considering the situation that he was in. Yeah, and you learn more about that later, right? In the, yeah. in the final episodes. Okay. So out in Russia, Dimitri is now in prison alongside with Hopper, because remember he gets called up because he got snitched on by the, the airplane driver. So Dimitri is now in prison along with Hopper and explains to him that Yuri ratted him out. Now they're out of luck, which makes Hopper very angry. Yuri plans to bring Joyce and Murray to Russia with the hopes of selling them and buying himself a new house. Later on, Hopper has a great monologue where he tells Dimitri about feeling like he's cursed. It was a real cool part of the episode. But they are currently, I think, on the plane. Murray and Joyce are on a plane as prisoners right now. Right? Uh, yeah, Yuri was trying to sell them like two prostitutes all the way to Mother Russia. <laughs> Fact. So... Uh, out in California, it's you. You kind of meet this new uh, character named Argyle. He's I know he's probably already in it by then, but he was a really cool. The Argyle is the hippie surfer guy. Did uh, did y'all like him, Brett? Did you like him as a character? Uh, uh, no. Uh, Tell us what you think. Not no, not really. No, no I didn't. Why like didn't him. you like him? God, I don't, it was just I I don't know. I don't Lacey, did you like Argyle? He wasn't my favorite, but he was funny. I think I think I think see I think Stranger Things does a good job of bringing in new characters. Yeah, dude, I absolutely love them. Yeah, he was fucking. Him, 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 like, him and Jonathan were were so good. They they were, they were it was it was a good fit for Jonathan because all the past the past three seasons has been nothing but like depressed Jonathan, and then Nancy comes in and kind of like puts a little puts a little fire under him a little bit, and then all of a sudden you get you get a friend of Jonathan because Jonathan didn't have any friends back when back in school as it portrayed at least. So this cool this, to see him with a friend, right? This uh this stoner dude comes in that sells pizza. Oh, pineapple uh, pizza. The only thing I liked was the van. The van was pretty cool. And he gets Jonathan on that dank too. Oh yeah. What? What they what they call it? What they call it? That pineapple of sunshine or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it, uh, the, uh, we I mean obviously we can't talk about everything over uh, 12 hours of the show, but we you know we're trying to hit the main points. And so by this time, you already know that Lucas's teammates are going all over town trying to be some sort of vigilantes and try to solve the case by themselves. The police won't do the job. This is what we need to do, et cetera. And, uh, and so uh, they, they find out about Reefer Rick's house. And they're headed that way to go. They're searching for Eddie. And when they arrive, they see, like, fresh food and 
Uh, Eddie doesn't have much time to get out of there. He gets in the boat, I'm pretty sure, right? Yep. He gets in the boat and hauls ass. And uh, and you already know at this time that Vecna has already got a new cursed person. It's a, the other player on the basketball team. And uh, so they're chasing after him, swimming while he's in the boat. Yada, yada. Uh, Steve, Nancy, Robin, Lucas, Dustin, and Max decide to go pay a visit to the crew house, see if they can find any information. And this is whenever you're starting to see Steve starting to put that game. Well, no, he wasn't really putting game on her. He's trying. He, was, he wants to be see, teamed see, up Steve, with her. Steve has always been kind of like, he's still into Nancy. Yes. And then Nancy's been pushing him away this whole entire time. Well, I kind of feel like there's a fire under both of them now. She was big bomb. Not just. She, she, big pimping. They obviously still care for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Jonathan was. Jonathan hey, how about was let's talk about Robin. Not yet. Oh, God. Red likes Robin, everybody. You're going to see. We'll talk about it. So one <laughs> so thing, whenever they get to that house, though, one another thing I liked is that they brought back, like on season one, when Will was missing how Joyce was putting it together with his energy and whatever, the, lights. the Christmas lights. In that house, they find out about the lights, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. And the they, Since Vecna might be there as their flashlights flash red, when really you really find out that Vecna is literally underneath the house in the Upside Down. Vecna's home is underneath the Krill house in the Upside Down. Yep. So he's floating in the air, upside down. It's really creepy. He's webbed up, et cetera. I, I thought that was that was really neat about that episode. It's uh, uh, Yuri and Joyce and Murray. They're uh, they're held hostage. They're flying to Russia, like we talked about earlier. Uh, Yuri ch- catches them colluding. Then this is when you get to see Karate Murray. <laughs> he might be one of my favorites. I know, yeah, Brett. He, I know Brett like that. He, yeah, it was good. Lacey, what do you think about Karate Murray? I think Murray's one of my favorites. I think he's funny. I enjoy every time I see him like come into a scene. I know it's gonna be something funny, and I like anything comedy. No, dude, I thought he was an absolute scumbag at first. He was like dirty. He didn't clean up after himself, and then all of a sudden, he well, he talked to he talked about being like have like being a black belt, like doing uh karate and we all thought that was bullshit. Karate right? or jujitsu. Ju- I don't remember what it was, but uh I think it was karate. Yeah. But like yeah, black belt or we, something. I thought he was blowing smoke up my ass at, like all throughout one, two and three. And then all of a sudden he just Well yeah, I, b- I didn't believe he could really do it, but I'll just saying I enjoy so, it. Real important part that I went I was talking about earlier and I skipped around, I'm sorry. And uh so uh, Eddie's row. Eddie's desperately rowing the boat as fast as he can. Patrick starts to freaked out and gets pulled underwater, and then soon enough begins levitating. So, leader of the basketball team sees his friend levitating and sees Eddie right here. So, at that point, I remember thinking, okay, basketball guy who's been telling the whole town and everyone, or like that Eddie. No, he didn't tell the whole town yet. Him and his basketball team were going to capture Eddie. I thought then he was like. Okay, Eddie's not doing this. This is something different, something supernatural. Exactly what I thought too. But I was he like, doubles he's down on up. Eddie. Yep. But so you see the murder. It's another gruesome murder. It comes from the lake. Uh, episode six is actually called the dive. So I remember thinking, what the fuck are we going to talk about? It's the dive. I don't. I didn't. Jason. I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put it together at the time. Uh, it, it cuts to the plane crash in Russia. Joyce and Murray they uh, demand Yuri bring them. Uh, to the prison to save Hopper. He tells them where it's at. Hop tells the men the reason they're being fed so much food is to, uh, so that they'll stay strong instead of being big. 
and fat for the monster to feed on. He confirms that the monster, what it looks like, and you kind of know then it's a Demogorgon, right? Yep. Did you know, Mumo? Yep. Brett, do you remember Demogorgon? I, I knew. I knew by uh, there was a scene in there, and it was it was uh, I want to say it was Hopper and uh, the guard, uh, Enzo, and they they were just sitting there talking. I think I think that was when Hopper beat the shit out of him. And they got thrown back in prison. Which was smart. And then, and yeah, and then uh, Hopper ends up stealing the vodka and a lighter. Well, all of a sudden, when, whenever, whenever they, whenever they were talking inside of that little cell, all of a sudden you just hear you hear the Demogorgon. Correct. And that it was That's the same sound. It was the same sound throughout all the other all the other episodes. All right, and it, it, we cut back to Hawkins for after Patrick's death. The police have a town hall meeting. This is when. Captain Savaho stands up and says, <laughs> he says, this is, it's the Hellfire Club. They're devil worshippers. They're summoning demons. I've seen it with my own eyes. Yep. I was like, what the fuck? I thought he just saw that it couldn't have been Eddie because Eddie's in the boat looking up like, what the fuck? But, you know. He is my least favorite character out of the whole, the basketball? The whole, basketball guy? The whole season. Okay, so he's telling everybody Eddie's doing ritualistic sacrifices, a.k.a. to be a part of the Hellfire Club. The Hawkins group, uh, they're trying to figure out uh, where the other gates to the upside down is and make it to Lover's Lake. Nancy, Steve, and uh, Robin take the boat out with Eddie while Dustin, Lucas, and Max stay back. Steve takes his uh, shirt off in, dep- in preparation to dive into and suggests that she and Steve are going to get back together. Poor Jonathan, right? Because you're starting to see Jonathan just fall into the wayside, right? Yep. Are we team Steve or are we team uh, Jonathan on this podcast? <gasps> Lacey? Right now, I'm Team Steve. Oh, you shitty nore. <laughs> oh, I am too, by the way. I'm <laughs> Mumar, are you Team Steve or Team Jonathan? I'm Team Steve. Brett? Steve. Poor dude, Jonathan. Rest in peace, Jonathan. Jonathan is a good guy. He is such Steve, a good guy, but Steve nice is guy's a, finished Steve was, a, Steve was a douchebag. I know, but nice He was a douchebag. I mean, Steve was Robin all the time. Maybe Robin wasn't lesbian the whole time. Mm. So in the very end of this episode, <laughs> at the end of this episode, I, uh, they get into the upside down, and you see Steve. He's a uh, he's actually in serious danger. He gets uh, he gets uh, he's getting choked and hit by the bats and stuff. Boom. So we 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 get into the the final episode of the max the massacre. It's called the massacre. Blah, 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 blah. Sorry, the massacre at Hawkins Lab. So this starts off. Uh, you can breathe a sigh of relief because Steve. Does not die. Nancy, Robin, and Eddie show up in time to save him. They they have bats and or from the bats with the oar of the boat, et cetera, et cetera. Dustin, Max, and Lucas are questioned by the police back at the Wheeler house. And Hopper, and at the same time, Hopper and Dimitri, so many storylines going, they're getting ready to fight the Demogorgon. Meanwhile, Murray arrives at the prison impersonating Yuri. He's got a new look, new accent, uh, and actually, and it actually works. And Joyce and Yuri are tied up in the back of a car. While Murray is uh, stating that uh, they're his American captives, did did y'all think that Joyce and Murray's plan was going to work? Mm, I kind of felt like they were going to get caught and get thrown in there too. Well, well, well no, because if they got caught and thrown in there too, it would have been it would have changed literally everything from that point in time. Because then then they would have had to they would have had to make so many more episodes. Because you got to think how long it took. How long it took Hopper to try to break out of there? How many episodes did it take? What four, five? Yeah, for like forever, they yeah. they would have had they would have had to make a whole other storyline of Joyce and uh old karate dude had to go in there. And- so <laughs> <laughs> so at the same time, Nancy 
Eddie, Robin, and Steven are all in the upside down. They went through the hole at the lake. They're in the upside down. Nancy was the first for Steve. <laughs> That's right. We love, Nancy. we love Nancy, by the way, too. She's so good looking. Nancy is a smoke show. She's 27. Don't be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they finally, they're headed to her house. Remember, she's got guns or whatever at her house. So Nancy and uh, the crew, they get to her house at the upside down and, and try to get guns. And they, uh, they hear Dustin's voice in the real world. So that's when they start putting it together. They start talking to Dustin, right? Well, they rode their bikes. They rode their bikes. Oh, to, yeah, they uh, did. They there did. were no guns because it was two years late. Right. It, it was like in the past. Yeah, like, they, they rode their bikes to, uh, to Eddie's house. And they, uh, they were where, where uh, the no, first. Before that, they're talking to, they're, they're talking to Dustin. The at, no, they're, no, 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 they're not. not. Not at Nancy's house. It's not at Nancy's house. It's at Eddie's house. Because they're the talking first, to Dustin at the house though, and then they go to Eddie's house for the whole. Well, they might they might hear him because there's like that, that little dust. Correct. Stuff that that's, what talking talking about. Yeah. that's what I'm talking about. They're communicating through like, the dust. Yeah, as far as like seeing him, but the hole like is where where they talked to. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the yeah, second. That was that's when he dropped like a rope. So the hole was where Chrissy gets killed in the first yes, episode, right? Yes. So does that mean that holes only appear where people die? Yes, that's what they yeah. figured out. A portal. So it becomes a portal because Patrick got killed at the lake, right? So that made a portal. Right. Yeah. So there's a a lot of holes apparently. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. It's okay. So, the whole time I'm thinking, is Hopper ever, because Hopper's fighting a fucking Demogorgon, is Hopper and Joyce ever going to get to be together? I wanted that so bad. I remember oh just, the whole time I was like, I guess I have. A, I love Hopper. It I was mean, almost too much. It was almost too much. You were almost. right. It was like borderline, like, God damn, come on. Like, Any day now, this is, this is too much. The end of this episode was so massive because you figuring out Victor Krill's son is Henry Creel. And Henry Creel is who, Mumal? Hmm. One. One. Who is also Vecna. Yep. So, you... It was such a bananas ending. It was fucking crazy. It, 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 definitely, it definitely left me ready for the next two episodes. But whenever it showed... I kind of got it before, but whenever it showed the tattoo on his hand and he was one, and he was trying to help L, right? Yeah, the whole time. L took the thing out of his neck, who he said it was a GPS tracking device, but it was definitely a power monitor, right? Like, it was making mm-hmm. sure his power stayed down. Yep. I didn't because, even think about that. Because Dr. Brenner or Renner? Brenner. Brenner definitely knew Papa. he was the... He, Papa was the... Uh, 01 was a bad motherfucker, right? Yep, he was. He knew he was way too strong. But they've even said that 11 was stronger than any other other ones. Well, she deboed him at the end after... Yeah. This is when you find out, I don't care who you are, if you say you knew Eleven didn't kill his people, fuck you. Eleven, I thought Eleven killed all the kids. Right. I'm with Brett. Eleven, Eleven killed all those kids. I think the doctor was in just the, trying in to the make beginning. Her... That's what you're thinking. No, no, the no doctor way made her sound like a not. bad person that she should give up her powers, and that's what she did because she didn't want to be a bad person no more. And that's yeah, but exactly you thought, what but I you thought. thought. Brett killed. You thought Eleven killed the kids, though, right? No, I didn't. I don't okay. think that. Who the you doc- think killed the kids then? The I didn't doctor know. was just making her see those things because the doctor didn't want her to have such strong power. Just like y'all said, Eleven was stronger than what's his name? One, one, one. Yes, yeah, no, so. it's not Mexican. His name's so not you're, Juan. So you're so what you're saying. So what you're saying is, is the original kids when L was there would still be there in episode seven. Whenever she goes back to the Rainbow Room, that's what you're saying. If it's just visions, then the kids should still be there. Aren't they when she goes back, though? No, it's different kids. 
How do you know that's not the same? Because all those kids were dead. You, maybe. Vecna killed them. I don't think so. Oh, one killed it. Brett, it shows you that inside the... But those are older kids when she goes in. They're not young kids no more. It's different kids. Look, one thing we do know is that Vecna is 001. Yeah. 001 is Henry Creel. Henry Creel is Victor Creel's son. Question. It was Vecna. Go ahead. Did you think you knew who one was mm. from earlier? Yeah, earlier I thought the other guy was one. Me and you said that. I straight yeah. up. Me and you said that. We were like, he's number one. Yeah. Because she said, what about number one? He said, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a little bit sadder story, I think that's what he said, or something yeah. like that. And me and you kind of put that together, but we didn't know he was Vecna. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know he was Spider-Lord. And that he was the son. Henry Creel of yeah, that Creel. Threw, yeah, that threw me for a loop. I yeah, that was why. good. They did a really great job wrapping it yep. up. It's It leaves you so excited for Volume 2 comes out July the 1st, and there's two episodes in Volume 2. The first episode is one hour and 30 minutes. Around about. I've saw different things. I've saw some say an hour and 20, whatever. We're going to say an hour and a half. The second episode is two and a half hours. Absolutely. So you got you got four out more hours of season four. The way this volume went, I know it's going to be good. I'm super fired up about it. Uh, the show, it was already massive, but man, I, I'm so glad they brought it back. They they brought back the dark. They brought back the good. It was, it was solid. Overall, Brett, zero through 10. How'd you get season four? I'm going to give it a, a 12. Ooh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go higher than that because I liked it. Because like you said, it was darker. It was more. Even like, though you had to turn on the Disney Channel, <laughs> we're not judging that. But it's darker than any other one. You got tired of seeing them. What do y'all call them? Four things that Demogorgons. Demogorgons. Yeah, something. It was different. something different. So you want to see something different. You didn't want to see something. Then like the love story of Hopper and what's her name? Joyce. Joyce. Yeah, that you had to see that. So. One thing you found out at the end, too, we didn't talk about, you see Nancy has Vecna's curse. Yeah, that just right. pulls on your heartstrings, don't it? Oh, my God, yeah. Nancy's so good looking. <laughs> <laughs> do we think, vote right now, do we think uh, Nancy's going to die? Yes. Yes, because no. Steve, Steve is going to get his heart broke because he never got her. Love it. Boom. Mm, I said Lacey. no. Okay. We still got a lot. It's a lot left, and the the Duff, and they say they're going to have another season. The Duffer brothers have confirmed they're wrapping it up in five seasons, so they still have a lot left. If they kill Nancy now, I'll just fucking go and kill myself. No, <laughs> long as Robin's still there. And Brett's in love with Robin. I love Robin. Who is Uma Thurman's daughter, by the way? If y'all don't, if you're younger and you're listening to this, Google who Uma Thurman is. She's from Kill Bill and a lot of other great movies. Uh, so Lacey, zero through ten on this. Give it a ten. I'm gonna give it a ten. I was all the way back. Give and it, Daddy the, gives it ten stars. <laughs> the uh, the other seasons I would I wouldn't give that, but Absolutely season not. four I would give that because it was more it was more of a uh, more of a storyline than kind of like some made up fantasy bullshit in like one, two, and three because it went over Victor Krill and all that. I love that. It really wrapped yeah, it up was, good. That was put really the bow good. on it. It was great. I think we all can agree. We're forty six minutes in now. If you're listening to this, thank you so much. We're going to do stuff like this. If something's so big, you can't avoid it, you can't ignore it, we're going to talk about it. We're not just going to do gambling and bullshit, and we're going to have these recap side episodes too. We had a great time tonight. It was a blast. Brett, thank you for coming. You're always welcome. Lacey, you made a great uh, debut. Yeah. Thank you so much. We love Stranger Things, and we're going to do an episode two to this, a Stranger Things recap part two for season four. So... After July the 1st, we'll watch it all. We'll try to get that knocked out before 4th of July. I think that's fair. Three days to watch two episodes, it's more than fair. Yeah. 
So we'll come back to you with uh with one more episode of this to wrap up Stranger Things 4. We appreciate y'all being here. This is Winner's Win. T.I.P. Hey, Jamie. J.T. Oh. If I time to get back hot again, man, you know I fresh out this thing. Let go. You know you're looking at a winner, winner, winner. You know, so winner. It's so out there. You so not here. Hey, hey. You see, we so up there. And we so out right there. First. Hey. I'm waking up in the morning, hustling to the stage and fucking performing. Bustling through the hate and busting the door. Lately, nothing misses, I must have been scarred.